0: Hey there, my name is Kathy and welcome to my podcast, That Chronic Thing. I'm here to share my experiences living with chronic illness, including ME, CFS, and MS, and offer support and advice for dealing with similar struggles. This show is a resource for anyone looking for support, advice, and a sense of community as they navigate life with chronic illness. I know firsthand how hard it can be to adapt to a new way of life, managing symptoms, finding a new rhythm, and doing this all while you're going to a gazillion doctor's visits. But through my own struggles, I've learned to find joy and laughter along the way, and I really hope you can do the same. So join me and other chronic illness warriors as we tackle the ups and downs of living with chronic illness together. Today's guest is my friend Stacy. She's had chronic illness for the majority of her life, dealing with multiple illnesses and an organ transplant. Stacey's the author of The Fine Art of Waiting. She uses art and creativity to help her deal with stress, loss, and changes that we all experience, teaching people to bring more compassion to their experiences and themselves. The most beautiful takeaway I have from our discussion is that Stacy wants to demystify art itself and journaling so that it's more accessible for others, as expressing creativity and journaling helps calm your nervous system, and that in turn helps calm our chronic illness symptoms. Today's episode is a little bit longer than our normal episodes, coming in towards 25 minutes. So feel free to take a break and rest if you're feeling any brain fog creeping in. But for now, let's get started with Stacey's introduction.
1: Hi, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me on this podcast. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, I have been living with chronic illness uh, for about 40 years, uh, since I was about 10 years old. I've gone through about 20 surgeries and organ transplant fibromyalgia, Crohn's, depression, anxiety. Um, And so uh, through all these years of dealing with chronic illness, I have used art and creativity to help me deal with the stresses, uh, the loss, the uh, changes that happen as we go through chronic illness. And so I put together some of these projects in a book Uh, for people called the fine art of waiting. And then I teach people how to use creativity to help look at their illness and their lives in a different way and maybe bring more compassion into what they're going through.
0: So that's me. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. And Stacey also is the co-leader of a collective within Chronicon. What is the name of that collective? I forget.
1: It's the Creativity Collective. So oh, we, okay.
0: We <laughs> I should have remembered that. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit more about putting together your book, kind of the concept to creation? How, how did that little brainchild come to exist? It actually
1: came to exist through uh, just living my life and being stuck in hospitals or being stuck uh, in bed at home, not feeling well i would often uh in the hospital have people uh bring in children's coloring books and i noticed how much that would help me sometimes distract myself from the pain but also uh with the colors and giving myself some open time to have some inner uh thoughts to deal with what I was going through at the time, whether it was stress, grief, a new diagnosis, uh, severe pain. And I found that doing art, whether it was a coloring book or something more extravagant, uh, that it would help me deal with the stresses I was going through with my health. You deal with doctors not believing you, doctors not being able to figure out what was wrong with you. And there was so much stress and anxiety that I found when I turned towards doing something creative, it would help lower my stress levels, which then in effect would uh, lessen some of the health symptoms I was going through.
0: And so, yes, love it.
1: Yes, and so I did start out as an artist. Uh, I was a photographer, but every time my health changed, I had to change what type of creativity I could do. And so, uh, I've been a photographer, a potter, mixed media, an acrylic artist, but there's a lot of intimidation around uh, being a so-called artist, and that's what I really try to demystify uh, for people, because I cannot draw. I cannot draw (laughs) you a flower. (laughs) I cannot draw you a person. And so I really try to demystify what creativity is. Do you love gardening? Do you love cooking? Do you love walking around a museum? What do you love to do that fills your soul? And a lot of times it's something creative. So that's what I try to bring out in people and then take away of the little of that artist intimidation from, from people's minds.
0: That is so beautiful. And it's hitting the nail on the head for me because I cannot draw at all. But I like to think I'm a really creative person. I know I'm really musical. Um, I can't garden. I like looking at flowers. I like taking pictures. You know, there's a lot of creative things about me, but drawing? mm No.
1: And so for a long time, I didn't consider myself an artist because I couldn't draw like Botticelli. So it's it's a little about what our society puts on people is like only certain people are talented and, and artistic and creative, but actually creative creativity is a lot b- bigger bubble than people realize. Even just looking at art, looking at a photograph can help calm down your nervous system. There's a lot of scientific evidence to back up how creativity helps everyone. Uh, and so no matter what your creativity is, there's a way to find out what you love and how to use it to help your stress levels.
0: It's so beautiful. Uh, I definitely agree. Um, What, what are some of your favorite um, exercises or um, exercises, the right word for like the things that are inside of your book?
1: Yeah, there are exercises. There's, there's different ones. Uh, We did one recently in Chronicon, one of my exercises called The House. And The House is about boundaries. And so anyone listening, you can draw a house on a white piece of paper, just a square with a triangle on top. And so it's about who you allow near your house because your house represents yourself. And so it's a great place to look at boundaries and decide, you know, maybe this certain person is only allowed at my fence. hes They're not even allowed inside my yard, but there are certain friends who are more trustworthy or family members. And I may not want them in my house, but they're allowed in my backyard for a picnic. And so there's just, there's just different ways of looking at art and being able to use it in a creative way where you wouldn't think, uh, that a simple drawing of a house and putting people in different areas as stick figures or just names can help you learn more about your boundaries. Another one I love is super simple. Usually I use a red Sharpie or a black Sharpie, but if I'm like super stressed out, I will grab a piece of paper and that Sharpie and I will just go crazy Uh not even trying to make sense, but just drawing black, 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 black on a piece of paper with very uh, deliberate uh, physical motions to try to get that anger out of my head or my body and out onto something like a piece of paper. And it can help us separate uh, what's happening in our minds to what's happening uh around us in the moment, and it can help bring us more into the moment by just getting the physicalness out of scribbling really hard on a piece of paper. Or or also you could do a meditation where you're drawing a square or a circle, very slow. And you just breathe with, with each circle you draw, not trying to make a perfect circle, but use that circle square or triangle you're drawing as just a meditation. And you can spend a minute doing either one of those things. And you might notice your, your stress level changing.
0: Those, those all sound really good for me because I've always been a bad journaler. (laughs) Um, Like I, I don't know where to start um, when I'm, sitting down to express my thoughts. Um, I know I was in another event with you where we did something where I ended up writing a letter to my upcoming flare. And I know I'm going to have an upcoming flare because don't we all, but um, because I have an upcoming infusion that my doctors and I know is going to cause a flare. And I wrote an angry letter to it. And and it was just really cathartic. And I ended up writing words that just spilled out of me. I don't know where they came from. And, and I remember writing, how dare you? And I was like, where did that come from? And I was really impressed with myself. I mean, it just... Um, it was surprising, but if you hadn't prompted me, I mean, I wouldn't have sat here and started to think about my upcoming flair. If you hadn't prompted me, I wouldn't have been thinking about how angry I am with my body. I wouldn't have been thinking about how it betrays me. I, I wouldn't have tried any of these exercises. Yeah. It's, um, it's a lot to release
1: yes and and we aren't always taught that it's okay to be angry and especially angry at ourselves or our body but we're allowed to feel every emotion that comes along and so every emotion is appropriate and finding ways to express those emotions in a healthier way uh is part of what i've been focusing on because I used to push down the anger. I used to hate my body and what it was doing to me and, and being okay with being angry at doctors, my body, my diagnoses, and getting that out, whether through typing, writing or screaming can sometimes help because then we're actually dealing with, with actually the emotions going on in our body. And we're not denying those. And so for me, a lot of times being able to get them out of my body and my heart, and my head is very helpful to be able to look at it in a different way. And oftentimes when I then go back and look, I can have more compassion for myself, for my body, for my diseases. Because for me, I've realized that none of, no part of me wants to go through this shit. My body has no desire to have these diseases. And, and so it's okay to be angry that these diseases have happened to me and accept that. And then also be able to accept that there's other feelings that come along with it too. Um, because no feeling lasts forever in my experience, and I have lived through major depression, major panic attacks and and agoraphobia and and uh, in those times it didn't feel like they they the feelings would stop. Um, but just knowing they would and having people around me or projects that could distract me for a little while was really helped me helpful to me to give me glimpses of, of things that maybe I wasn't looking at or dealing with uh, because it's so easy to get stuck in the circle of depression and it feeds itself. And so any little, you know, anytime you can stick your leg out and trip that, you know, mess it up a little bit, <laughs> trip it yeah. in its little, you know, track along the cycle.
0: Yeah. Interrupt it. Definitely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and, it, and and I
0: think that's what I did that day. I, I came to the event. I knew I wasn't into journaling, but I was like, I'm going to go to Stacy's event. I'll do that. And, um, it was a gift actually, because I am not a journaler and, uh, we had, um, not too many people that day. And so I got a lot of one-on-one attention from you and you led me through that exercise. And, um, Uh, I was able to really dig in, but I don't normally journal. And one of the biggest impediments for me is that my right hand does not really work anymore. And when I fill out any of my doctor's forms, my social security forms, like my, my right hand really hurts. It trembles. But when I went through the exercise with you, I just did it on my computer and it was so simple. Um, So I'd love your thoughts on like alternative journaling ways to ways to use your journal with um, without actually filling it out directly.
1: Absolutely. I also have uh, at times really bad tremors uh, due to one of my medications. And so um, I understand that. And I'm not um, sometimes I like journaling, but sometimes I don't. And so great ways to use it is like you said, if you are able to type, you can just use the journal questions and type them into the, your computer. And um, and uh, if, if you can't type, you can also uh, take the questions and talk them into your phone or your notes and just uh, uh, talk about it on a recording. And and you don't even have to record it. You could literally take one of the questions and just talk it out loud. Um, Because I know there's a lot of people with different abilities in our community. And so um, uh, most of the art projects are not anything that has uh, very much detail in it. And so you, you could use like bigger pins if that is an option for you but um, I would love to figure out ways if somebody is wanting to do some of the art projects in my book, let's figure out a way to do it if, if uh, you don't have the ability to use your hands or the book. Um, because a lot of it can be uh, done in conversation or through um, uh, different techniques. And that's something that is in my uh, uh, bigger term, like long term goals is to actually get my book as an app so people uh, can either talk into the notes or uh, type out the notes and then having different options for how people can do the artwork inside. Uh, where it doesn't have to be, uh, where it can be uh, available for peoples with different abil- with people with different abilities and during different times of, of illness, like many of us go through.
0: I love that. <laughs> the idea that you would be taking something so beautiful and making it more accessible to people um, so that they could fill it out in many different ways. But also it's so beautiful, the idea that it could be done in conversation or that you could just look at it and think about it. Like, I feel a little dumb for not having even thought about that. Um, you know, there's something, I, I don't know, if I don't know where it comes from. But I, I was like, something about me is that I have to make something a little bit more permanent. I have to write it, I have to record it, I have to um, document it. I can't just think it. Um, Well, There's a
1: reason for that. It's because when we actually get it out of ourselves and on onto paper, uh, it's easier uh, to look at it in a different way. And our brain can uh, separate it uh, more from what's going on inside now that it's out on a piece of paper or in a recording. It's it's a way to look at it in a in a different way with a little bit of separation. And sometimes that can give us a lot of insight.
0: Yes, that must be it. And it also like resonates better when I have gotten it out. Um, it goes even to like taking notes as a kid and like you read something and then you have to like take your notes on it and then it just makes more sense. You know, it, it stays in my brain better or it leaves it. And I'm like, oh, I understand it better. yes.
1: Yes. And then you can go back and read it again and have different insight on it because even the letter you wrote to that flair, to go back and look at it now, you will get different insight from it because you've had more experiences since that experience. And so I, I often like to go back and look and see what I was writing. Previously, and and it will give me different insights on that situation that happened back then, and that will help me in the present moment uh, because I've learned from those different things and those different exercises. So it's it's given me uh, more input for my brain uh, that I can use for the next situation where I'm more empowered because of those things.
0: Thinking about things that you've learned from, not just from journaling. Do you have a favorite book or favorite books, you know, other resources that kind of support you?
1: Yeah. Um, and by the way, I'm not a huge journaler either. Um, uh, I I was in my 20s or 30s, but not so much anymore. And so there's a lot of pressure to be into journaling these days. And so um,
0: you don't say they're like everywhere you look. But, but, I think I mean I've taken that little event where where it proved to me that yours is yours is a plus, so it's yes, a you. journal, everyone,
1: <laughs> and so,
0: uh, oh my gosh, I just forgot what your question was. Oh, we were just I was thinking, you know, we we're talking about oh, how book. constructive and wonderful this this journal is, and then I was like, well, what else really supports you? what books have you read, or what other? resources. I'm being redundant. I can't think of another word, but what supports you? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, well, Chronicon, I mean, uh, Chronicon and, and my yellow, uh, business community, I highly recommend for anyone who, uh, uh, needs support in their businesses. It's yellow co, uh, awesome, awesome community, very much like Chronicon. Um, uh, I love Michael Singer. And Michael Singer wrote The Untethered Soul, which is to me, not the best book, but I love his, um, he has an audio book on Audible and it's more like a lecture and it's called Living from a Place of Surrender. And it's all about trying to live in the present moment of what's happening right in front of me and that I am not the brain chatter that is happening in my brain. I am the one who watches it and so okay, like it, it's really given me a lot of great insight and i keep going back to it so anything by michael singer he's he's really great and so i'd highly recommend uh anything from him
0: okay i'll have to I'll have to check it out well stacy thank you so much for sharing all that goodness with us it has been an absolute delight having you here um learning about your journal learning about your journey with art hearing about Chronicot and some of your other favorite resources. You know, I adore you and love seeing you all the time.
1: Thank Um, you so much, Kathy. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I have told you before, I love what you're doing. Your podcast is amazing and connects so many of us that have chronic illness with the reality that we live in. I love your Instagram. And so I just wish you continued success and I adore you as well. So I hope you have a wonderful day and thank you for having me on.
0: Oh, you're the best. Thank you. Well, everyone, that's a wrap. You can find me on Instagram. Check the show notes for the links. As always, wishing you a low symptom or even better, a no symptom week.